Welcome to the Explore More podcast. I'm your host, Ralph Plaskett, and I'm so excited that you can join with me today. So what is the Explore More podcast? This podcast is dedicated to exploring the transformational human experiences that allow us to become the full expression of who we are. We look at the actions that get us there. We dig deep into topics that remove barriers towards progress so that we can all become the fullest expression of ourselves. I firmly believe that if we can get on a path of becoming the fullest expression of ourselves individually, not only can we become uh, make significant progress within our own lives, but we can make significant progress in our communities for the greater good of all. So that's what this podcast is about. We're going to explore that in each and every single episode to make you an enriched person. And we're going to dig right in into today's episode. scares you. We're fastly approaching Halloween and the thought or the questions of what scares me comes to mind. Right? And, and you know, as I really sit down and I think about it, what really scares me are paralyzing emotions. I'll put it this way. What really scares me is being stuck in my body but able to witness all of the progression around me and not being able to participate in that progression. That's what really scares me. And paralyzing emotions are a literal interpretation of that experience. You see, last week we talked about the paralyzing emotion of self-doubt. And if we allow self-doubt to really get hold of us, we don't move anything forward. We start to question ourselves. We start to question our identity, our self-worth. We start to question everything to the point where we do not move forward. This week I want to talk about rejection. The paralyzing emotion of rejection is, can be, catastrophic. Rejection causes us to stop things in our tracks, right? No one wants to be rejected. No one talks about being rejected. We've all experienced it, though, just like self-doubt. Yet, we choose not to talk about it because of the pain it causes for us. You see, rejection or the pain of a rejection um, occurs in the same part of the brain as physical pain. So now, if you were to think about this experiment of Remembering when you broke a leg or broke an arm or you touched fire, some type of illicit pain happened to you. In the moment of that pain, it was catastrophic, right? It felt like your whole world was breaking around you. It hurt. See, but when you reflect back on the pain, you don't feel the pain or the experience. You don't feel the pain. What you know is that it hurt, but it no longer hurts now. Rejection, on the other hand, is when you think back about the moment, the experience of rejection that you have, you gain those same exact psychological emotions and feelings of rejection. You gain the same exact response in the moment of 
of, of rejection that you had in the past as you reflect on it in the present. See, this is why uh, rejection can be so catastrophic and why we avoid it so much. Evolutionary psychologists believe rejection developed over time in this part of the brain as a survival mechanism for our ancestors. You see, as we, we became a society, we came into civilization, we developed and formed tribes and community, we realized that there was strength in numbers, right? So being out on our own into the wilderness against all of the things that go bump in the night really didn't do good for our survival. And as a result, when we were threatened to be pushed out of the tribe and in back into that environment, the feeling and of emotions elicit immense pain. So we didn't want to do the things that we what that caused us or caused the tribe to want to reject us or push us out. Rejection also has a deal with our self-worth, with our identity, who we feel that we are. Our, when we are rejected, we take it personally more often than not. When we are rejected, it really does a, a number on our identity. So all of these things are the reasons why we, re, we avoid rejection. We reject rejection. All of these things are the reasons why we avoid rejection. Now, here's the thing. We can't avoid rejection. Rejection is a fact of life. We must learn how to deal with it. Because we avoid it so much, we don't have the necessary skills. We're not equipped to be able to deal with rejection. So I want to change that. I want to bring rejection into the light and have a conversation about it so that we can know how to deal with rejection. So that we can be develop Resilience in rejection. So I want to share with you three things on developing the resilience in rejection. First off, we need to have a rejection ritual, right? So we need to be able to have a strategy. We need to be able to have a plan on how we're going to deal with rejection so we don't allow rejection to consume us, right? So we need to develop a rejection ritual. And part of that ritual are the two things I want to be able to talk about. So first step, develop a reject, rejection ritual. The two things that I want to share about are at least the, the baseline, the minimum things that you should have as part of your rejection ritual. First, we need to be able to separate the rejection. And what I mean by that is we need to separate the rejection from identity an item. We need to be able to separate the rejection from identity to item. So the question is, are they rejecting us and our self-worth, our identity to who we are, who we say we are? Or are they rejecting the item to which we're bringing forward, the idea, the thought, the, the whatever it may be? When we're able to bring these apart, then we can be objective in our evaluation of this rejection. When we're, are they rejecting us as an individual? And if we look at that and, and we can have a determination of if they're rejecting us as an individual, is it important to us? Why, what are, aspect of us are they rejecting? 
more often than not, the rejection doesn't happen here. The rejection does happen in the item. What is it about this item that they are rejecting? Is it important enough for me to be able to have, to bring clarity about this thing so that they no longer reject it? Or is it important to know that is their rejection important enough for us to run with or not? See, when we're able to separate identity and item, then we can take an objective look at rejection and we can say, you know what? I'm going to take A and B actions in order to either resolve or move forward from this. Number two, we need to embrace rejection. This entire conversation has really been about embracing rejection and not avoiding it. We talked about why we avoid rejection even to the psychological aspects of why, our evolutionary um, brain development of why. But we need to, uh, I, I need to be clear in that we need to embrace rejection. In fact, all of the paralyzing emotions that we experience. We need to embrace them and bring them into the light so that we can have a rational discourse about them. And as we do this, we can, we can determine if they are really grounded in any truth or in the way that we conceive it to be. So when we are able to bring rejection into the light, we want to be able to put a label on it. See, one of the most powerful strategies in dealing with things that we don't want to deal with is by labeling it. When we're able to put a la label on it, it isn't as frightening as it, as it is when it's in the dark. When it's in the dark, it has no label. We can't, we can't speak to it. So when we're able to put a label to the rejection that we're having, then we can, again, be more objective and then have a rational conversation about this rejection. Again, it separates rejection from us, right? From our self-worth. And it removes it to say this, this thing called rejection we are able to have a conversation about and we're able to label it and we're able to say whatever we need to say to this rejection. So those are the strategies I want to be able to share with you. We need to be able to develop a rejection ritual. As part of that rejection ritual, we need to understand the separation between rejection as an, the rejection of identity and the rejection of the item. And we separate those two then we also need to be able to put a label to that rejection. And as we do, what happens between separating identity and item and labeling the rejection, we are putting ourselves in a position to have an objective view of this rejection. And that allows us to move forward. That allows us to have a conversation about the rejection and determine what we're really going to do about it instead of wallowing in that paralyzing emotion. Look, you are so powerful. You have such capacities to move things forward and bring about a world of change, literally a world of change in this, in this world. Look, I am super excited to be able to share this type of information with you, right? I am super excited for you to be able to take off these paralyzing emotions, take off the, the things that weigh you down so that you can move forward and accomplish the very goals that you've set out to do.
But before we can even have all of that, we need to have an understanding of the things that are holding us back. So that we can be unshackled from them and move forward. I'm Ralph Plaskett, and I'm so excited that I can share this information with you. And until next week, enjoy the greatness that is life. Thank <music> you.